0: Oh, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I am your host, LDG, our Liam Greco, and today we are reviewing the Women's Euros Final, which occurred yesterday in London, England at the Wembley Stadium. Before we get into the episode, I have a very special message for you in light of this is our 20th episode for our 20th episode anniversary if you like every single post on our instagram which is at the women's soccer podcast and follow to it you will be featured in our next episode you will get a shout out so if you remember to enter the shout out pool you must like every post on the instagram and be a follower and although it's not going to be part of the giveaway, I also would suggest that you follow us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get back into the episode. Okay, so yesterday was the final of the Euros. Just for those who didn't watch it, and did 2-1 England, they won an extra time. Chloe Kelly um, got a very crucial goal, which won them the game uh, it was an interesting game, you know, I feel like there was a lot of ups and downs before the game even started, Alexandra Pop was injured during warm-up, she's the top goal scorer for Germany, and is the top tied goal scorer of the whole tournament, so that was a huge loss for them, they had to have Leila Sh- Lea Schuller step in, at least for the first half. They subbed her out eventually for Nicole, Iomi, but, you know, it was a very different Germany team than I think a lot of people expected going into the final, and for England, it was same old starting lineup, but the biggest concern for them long-term-wise, and obviously this tournament is done, which is the good news for them, but their concerns should be on Beth Mead, who exited the match due to an injury. So, I would be, um, stunned to see if we haven't heard any more news about her yet, considering she did end up winning the player of the tournament and the golden boot ahead of Alexandra Pop. But, um yeah, I don't, we don't really know too much about what happened with the injury. It might have just been like a pulled muscle or something. Doesn't actually affect her in the long run, but that was a little bit of concern for her to get subbed out um, in the middle of the match. Around the 70th minute, she was pushed to the bench on... Yeah, I think it was just a good game overall. It was admittedly disappointing to see a lot of people miss the match. You know, we would have expected a lot of people to be in the game that didn't actually get to participate due to injury. It was just a crazy game before the match even kicked off with having 80. 8,000 fans. Their sellout crowd was incredible. Biggest crowd in the history of the women's Euros. So that was a big milestone for them to hit. But let's take a look over this game. So obviously it kicked off a lot of back and forth action in the first half. No real um, chances for either team to strike. But uh, there was a, it was a very aggressive game in the first half. Three yellow cards being pulled out of the pocket of the referee. Um, a two directed at England with Georgia Stanway getting booked in the 23rd minute alongside Ellen White. And Felicias Rauch, Rauch the um, German left back, got booked in the 40th minute. So that was all that kind of happened in the first half. As we got into the second half, teams were really pushing to get... That goal, and it did eventually come. But before that, um, key subs were made from both teams. Tabia Lasmuft, the stri- the German striker, came in. Came in. Um, plays her club football at Wolfsburg. She was subbed in for um, the striker of Drew Brandt, who was supposed to be on the bench, obviously, but due to the COVID protocol um, absence of Clara Bull that caused um, Joel Brown to have to step up in the last two matches. But that's a big point that a lot of German fans could make is that they didn't play their particular front line. There is no excuses. They lost the game fair and square. But I do think it could have been a very different output if you had had the dominant front line that had gotten Germany to the semifinals in Bull, Pop, and Hoot. And be missing two of those three was heartbreaking for them, considering that even without Clarabool, they got through that semi-final against France, with Alexandra Popp getting the two, the brace, the two goals. But it was going to be interesting to see where Germany would find those goals without Alexandra Popp and without Clarabool, who have been such big influencers on this German team. So, yeah, it was interesting. I tried to mix it up at halftime, subbing in Wasmuth for Brand. Um, the next step, in the 46th minute, but the next step was the bigger one that probably swayed this match. Van Kirby came out after having um, you know, she was played well, there was just not really much space for her, she didn't really get into the game as much, and Alice, who we'll obviously reference later in the match, for those of you who know, you know what she did to help England get the victory, but she came in at the 56 minute for Fan Kirby, exceptional sub, and alongside her, um, was Alexia Russo, who came in for Ellen White, those are two subs that made sense, Kirby wasn't really finding herself in the game, White, um, got a yellow card and also didn't really do too much across the tournament. And Russo and Tune have been the two super stubs, subs of this tournament. You could argue that they could have started, but it'll be exciting to see how the duo of Manchester United players play this year. Anyway, in the 57th minute, Lena Oberdov was booked after a um, tussle with a few other England players, you could say, alongside with Leah Schuller, who was dragging Leah Williamson and a few other English defenders, including Rachel Dealey, along the sideline. But five minutes later, after England gets possession of the ball, it's moved up to Kira Wall. She plays a sublime through ball. If you haven't seen this goal, watch it. It's the most satisfying goal. Um, it's probably a 40, 50-yard pass. Um, chipped ball. driven More driven, I would say. But it was chipped just enough to get over the Marina Hegering and the other... And other players on Germany's back line and Ella Toon just with a sublime finish she just scooped the ball up above the keeper Meryl Fromm's head and it was 1-0 to England right away um trying to get some more fresh legs in Chloe Kelly entered for Beth Mead who eventually won the golden boot and the player of the tournament um but that was not a choice sub. It was because Beth Mead, you know, got injured, and Chloe Kelly, another one of those subs that will really make an impact, hint, hint. Um, but at, yeah, the, that was in the 64th minute. Three minutes later, Nicole I Aniomi, mean, I, the Frankfurt striker, came in for Leah Schuler. the um, German, obviously striker, and who also plays for Bayern Munich. Schuller had only appeared once in this tournament in match one after you know she had COVID, so for most of the tournament. And that's when Pop stepped up, but now she had to come in a few minutes before the kickoff of the match, just due to the fact of the injury of Pop and Nikolayomi replaced her. She did a pretty good job in my opinion. Next was another substitute and. Um, 73rd minute Germany subbed in Sydney Lohman for Dabritz. Dabritz was obviously a left a lefty um who could really make an impact on the game really dragged wide but as you saw with the goal it was on Dabritz's side and it shows when when she drags wide it leaves a lot of space central for Kira Walsh who's a phenomenal long-range passer and you can't do that and Sydney Lohman's more of a traditional central. Um, not just attacking midfielder, but more of a midfielder. And she played a little bit deeper, but she definitely got up the pitch. She also went wide, and she was one of the players that helped create the goal that came six minutes later after Katarina Hendricks um, got the ball. She dribbled up the sideline, played it up to Lohman. Lohman cuts it back on her left foot, sends the ball down to wasmo who cuts it across to Lena Magal, who was the German midfielder wide open at the front post. Definitely should have been better marking there. Um, pretty atrocious defending on the left flank from Rachel Daly. She lets um, Loman and Hendrich get up there, but it's not always, it's never one defender's fault. Millie Bright was admittedly sleeping in the middle of the box right there. It was a, it was, uh, they are both s- exceptional players, Daly and Bright, but you know, that was just one play, I guess, where they were a little switched off. Magal just cut into the near post, roofed it into the top corner, but, and that was pretty much a lot of the action goal-wise in the first half, but teams still trying to make substitutions. Two more substitutions occurred for England and one more for um, Germany at the end of the half. Um, Alex Greenwood came in for Rachel Daly. Greenwood more of a typical defender. She came put left back, center back. They've seen, we've seen Serena Wiegmann make the substitute in most of match- the matches. Greenwood plays from her club football for Manchester City, whereas Daly plays it in the United States of America for Houston Dash. Um, makes sense, the sub. Daly had struggled a little bit defensively throughout the tournament. Is an exceptional attacker. Honestly, don't really think that she belongs in the defensive side of things. I think she should be getting up front and doing what she does best for Houston, but that's just my personal opinion. In another sub, it was a t- duo of subs in that moment, Jill Scott, the huge veteran, um, was loaned out to Aston Villa um, last season. She left Manchester City, has not picked her new club yet, but um, exceptional player, really 35 years old. You know, she is the veteran of this England team, was the only one that is on this England team that has been there since the 2009 Euros game where this was the same final, and it was a completely different result with Germany blowing England out of the water. It was a 6-2 victory, so the subs made sense. Daly struggled a little bit on the defensively, and Stanway was on a yellow card. You didn't want to be a woman down going into extra time. The one sub that was very confusing to me, though, is Linda Dahlman came in for Lena Magul. Seems like a like-to-like substitution, but... um, um, Lena Magal was the one player who had finished th- her chances for Germany, and I could tell they needed one of those players in the game. One of the most confusing subs, but the, ne- the most confusing one has yet to come. Alexia Riso got a yellow card, um, it was one of the funnier moments of the match afterward when um, she started staring at, let's get into the sub first, but Sarah Dorsen-Kaiji came in for Marina Hegering, which was a puzzling substitution. Hegering played exceptional, but Dorsen had a piece of paper, and, um, she was showing it to the other, t- the other team, and Alexia Russo just kind of peeked her head in there a little, you know, wanted to see what the tactics of the German side were as England was searching for a, ultimate goal but they would get it not in the first half of extra time but five minutes out of the locker room chloe kelly scoops up the loose ball um in the box and puts it home after getting one she whiffed the first chance but she made do with a second chance the england and manchester city striker 24 years old she did get a yellow card after the um the, uh, she, she got a yellow card for taking off her shirt and, um, going, it, it, um, spinning it around, amazing celebration, wonderful young woman and wonderful young player, exceptional to watch, incredible, um, kudos to you, Chloe Kelly, you will definitely be, um, a hero in this country, exceptional finish really good job sticking with it um yeah and that was a good job from Kelly getting into the match and finishing it that is in- impressive and to come in as a substitute after having such a hard year with the ACL and honestly I don't think you cared or should care one bit about getting booked after that celebration because it was an iconic celebration and you deserved to have that moment after winning the England in the final but there was no there was no stopping the action as both teams desperately um tried to make subs to ensure the match would stay even um Germany subs in Lena Latvian who is a midfielder the German number four, plays her club football in Germany for Wolfsburg. She came in for Friedrich Rao, who is a, with a left back, so they tried to condense the midfield, which I think was a mistake. Wolfsburg for Wolfsburg player, so, um, but I do think that It was a bit of a mistake. Germany couldn't get the ball out of their own half at the end of the match, and that's what costed them. But at the end, they put in Nikita Paris for Lauren Hemp, England. Paris is a striker. Hemp is a wide player. She plays on the left wing, sometimes left midfielder, you know. It was mainly just to ensure that England could keep the ball and prevent Germany from getting any real chances, which they did as England lifted the trophy at the end of 120 minutes. Captain Leah Williamson lifted it, and they all celebrated. It was an exceptional celebration. The dancing, the singing, the sliding on the confetti, you had it all, and that was an exceptional way to end what has been an iconic and historic Women's Euros Tournament. Thank you for listening into this episode, and... I hope that you enjoyed this Euros tournament as much as I did. So iconic. So many superstars everywhere you look. So many new superstars after, you know, all the injuries, all the perseverance, everything that they had to persevere through, um the tournament after losing a lot of your big named players like puteos but it was an awesome tournament i think i could i think a lot of people would agree with me by saying that was an incredible way to end what has been an incredible tournament for the euros record attendance at wembley a great way to end it uh the cherry on top as they would say so thank you for listening in and peace out from your host ldg